0: Hello and welcome to Lore Watch, a roundtable freeform discussion about all the games of Blizzard Entertainment and the lore involved therein. Hey, it's me, I'm Ann Stickney, the host of this show, and I've got both of my wonderful co-hosts with me today. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with this intro, but we're rolling with it. So first up, hey, it's Joe Perez. Hey,
1: Joe. Well, hi, everybody. How you doing today? I, awkward, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those days. It's one of those days.
0: I like took a minute or two to take a few deep breaths, went into it, and just fell apart. So that's that. All right. Uh, we've also got with us our other co-host and lore aficionado. That would be
2: Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Apparently, I'm the DJ of a late night smooth jazz station today. That's good. It's gonna be a weird show, everybody. Such a weird show.
0: I w- I was thinking either that or NPR. I couldn't tell. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a really weird show for NPR. But uh yeah, so hey, this week we're diving in the mailbag because boy howdy do we have a backlog of emails from you guys to address. Speaking of which, if you have an email that you would like to eventually see addressed on the show, you can send that to podcast at blizzardwatch dot com. Be sure to put lore watch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show. And it can be World of Warcraft lore, but we also cover lore from any of Blizzard's games, so feel free to throw us whatever. Um, majority, I think everything that we have today is pretty much World of Warcraft related, however. Um, so let's just jump into it, shall we? Yeah. First email. This has uh, three different questions in it, so we're just going to go through them point by point, and I don't even know if we'll make it through the entire email, because we do like to go off the rails here, but this one is from Karoman, who's a Forsaken Warlock from Kelth Luss. And he says, as I know you value succinctness, here are my questions. We do appreciate that, Carlman. First question, why does the Blight affect undead as well as the living? Isn't that counterproductive? I'm going to say right off the bat, just to jump in there, uh, when Sylvanas decided to design the plague, she had it designed very specifically so that it affected both. And the reason that she did that was because she wanted to get rid of the Scourge and she was really focused on vengeance against the Lich King. Um, and I don't think it was really any motivation beyond that that I can think of. What about you guys?
2: No, that's pretty much stated when you do the quests back in uh, back in Burning Crusade before uh, Wrath of the Lich King dropped. During the the whole scourge invasion thing, when you take the brains out to to putris out in he was currently he was in Shadrath at the time, he basically says, you know, that we're making a weapon against the Lich King. That uh, he's uh, he's upfront about it. He's not he doesn't hide it at all. Um, the whole purpose of what they're doing is to create a version of the plague that is destructive to the scourge.
0: And And I don't think that they said anything about whether or not it was destructive to the living at the time, but they did very, you know, it was very bluntly stated, here, this is how we're being useful. Nobody understands the undead like we do, so we're designing this thing to eradicate it and get rid of the bad undead, because we're the good undead, really, nudge, nudge,
2: wink, wink. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it goes. I mean, he's... He is forthright. He is not. You know, restra- he's not hiding anything about that. He's straight up. Yeah, this is going to be a weapon against the the Lich King and the Scourge. You
1: yeah, know, and considering so. where the Forsaken were born from, I mean, it can't. You can't create something that's going to affect the Scourge that isn't going to affect the Forsaken, right? Like magically, yeah. physiology, physio- physically. Uh, it's just it, they're too. Biologically they're the speaking, thing.
2: yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's very. It's very kind of much thing. like if you make poison gas. You you know the poison gas is going to hurt your people too. You just hope it doesn't hit them. That's like it's pretty much the same thing. It's like bacteriological warfare. You you, it's not a great thing to do. This isn't. I'm not talking the morality of it. I'm purely talking logistically. Once you make something like this, you know it's going to hurt your people too. You just hope it doesn't get them. Um, But yes, every version of the blight that Sylvanas has engineered has basically worked against everything because that's what she's been engineering. Uh, they, They still she still doesn't like the Scourge either. I mean, they're still out there, and she still doesn't like them. Um, I don't know what her feelings are about Bolvar. I mean, she saw him there on the Frozen Throne when she took our swan dive. She doesn't say much of anything about it. Like, other than, she was know...
0: not happy that the Lich King was given a replacement.
2: Yeah, so I don't think she's, in any play- way, shape, or form, taken her thumb off that particular trigger. Like, I feel like she's still very much getting ready to wipe the scourge out if they ever become something she needs to wipe out honestly like she, was kinda, she was kind of
0: she was kind of downright furious about the fact that another lich king had been placed on the throne because her whole purpose was vengeance against the lich king okay lich king was killed she wasn't there to witness it but as soon as she arrives it, there's another one there and we put him there and she's understandably upset about that <laughs> i mean you know, you fight your whole life to get vengeance against an entity, and then your allies or your supposed allies make sure that another version of that entity gets put up in their place. so I mean, I understand you' upset with that. I don't really think it was a particularly good idea, but you know it, it is what it is, and we'll have to deal with that later i'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be sooner rather than later at this point. I, I think we're building up to a point where we're going to have to deal with that. Uh, anything to add to that, Joe?
1: Not really. I mean, you guys pretty much covered it pretty thoroughly. <laughs> so like, I don't, yeah. I don't really know what else to add.
0: Yeah. It's not uh not a super complicated question. However, the next one, uh next one, next question. Why did the Faldorei beca- become spiders? Usually arthropods are old gods related. Maybe the dark trolls descended from some unknown ancient anthropomorphic arachnid. Um and when they say the Faldorei just as a refresher in Legion when you were out in Suramar there was a section of the ruins that were filled with the Feldorae, and these were a branch of the Nightborn that had are well, they're kinda half spider at this point and really creepy. So what do you guys got?
1: I thought it was uh that was this was after the Arkandor became unstable and died, right? Like and that's when they became the the spider, the Feldorae. Am I remembering that right?
0: I think so. If I remember right, it was like uh, yeah, wild magic was yeah. unleashed. Yeah, because
1: that—that's it. Because uh, th- that's what—that's what always struck me as like not. I, I think this is from years of playing D anD. d uh, Wild magic is always this thing that just like I know WoW hasn't really talked about it a whole lot, but like using wild magic or being around wild magic can do some really strange things, like polymorph you into something completely different. Um, and so when there is a sort of like burst of arcane energy, and it was said stated that it was wild magic you know not shaped not controlled uh just pure arcane energy that just like got unleashed without will or purpose yeah i could totally see that well oh, well now you're spider people enjoy like that's just how it is now
2: yeah i think it was even implied that they got fused with spiders like there were spiders was, in the area i was gonna
0: say the whole all of the ruins are crawling with the little guys so maybe they pulled a fly and just like shoop, put the two of them but together I mean,
1: the honest. No, I want a Jeff Goldblum elf. Thanks. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> o- o- outside of the game, the reason that they the Falderai are spider people is because they're driders from D and D. Mm-hmm. To the point where that was the name of the model. It was a drider well, model heck. in the files. Was it really? That's, yeah. That oh. was the name of the model when they were first looked up. They're driders. It's literally D and D driders brought into WoW because night elves are drow. And yeah, and the night bor- The night born are even more drow. The night elves. They're yeah, just it's a drow reference.
1: That's what Ra- it is. Ra- Ra- Rossi's absolutely correct too. And if you look at the um the aerial blueprint for um Surmar, it matches some of the early uh blueprint stuff for Mezobezoberazan, Meso- uh from D D, which was the main Drow City. <gasps> like
0: it, Really? There
1: there's there's a lot of like and and Rossi and I talked about this a while ago on Twitter. Um, but like when we first were doing Legion and we first started seeing like the city and the elves and stuff like that, like the, it was pretty, pretty plain where the inspiration came from. Not that I'm complaining because I think it's great, but yeah, it's, it's definitely drow heavily related.
2: And the, yeah, the, 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 the Falderai model was originally called Drider model in, in model viewer.
0: See, this is yeah. like the map thing and all of that. This is news to me, like new news to me. So this is like a Legion Easter egg I never knew about. So cool. I'm glad you guys pointed that out. I'm like, really? Wait, what? <laughs> I had no idea. But then I think that like there are a lot of people at Blizzard that are into D&D and dungeons and dragons Play and D&D, all of that. So, yeah. yeah.
2: I've seen I've seen them tweet about playing D&D on their lunch breaks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've had all lengthy right. conversations with many of them about D&D. So, yes.
0: <laughs> okay then. All right. Uh, third question here. Says Gallowic's got a piece of Azurite from way back when in his staff that only came to life when the sword sw- tore th- the sword, the sword Sargeras's sword tore through the planet. I'm kind of confused by the connection between Azurite and Kazzymite. Could you take me out of my ignorance?
2: No, because we don't know the connection between Azurite you know, and Kazzymite. There we is know- a there difference be between
0: one. the two. There's a difference yeah. between the two. <laughs>
2: We don't know what cadmiumite is. We know that it's been around for a very long time. We know that a mimiron found it, and used it to experiment on a group of those. You know those weird little pygmy people that that we saw in Cataclysm. He found an, a, a relatives of those. They were like ancestral to those. He experimented on them with cadmiumite, and he made the first goblins. But then he kind of lost interest, and the sundering happened, and they were like thrown. The goblins were thrown out into the great sea on an island and they stopped having access to to Memeron's experimentation and they lost the enhanced intelligence that he'd caused in them with cajemite and it wasn't until the trolls um the xandalar in particular began enslaving the various islands around their the xandalar that they ran into the goblins and they forced the goblins to dig up cajemite for them because they were using it in their rituals because it's got magical potency they were like yeah we'll use this in our rituals to talk to the loa this is great and they didn't realize that they were making the goblins smart again by forcing them to dig up the Kajumite. The, kid, the goblins were being exposed to it. They were g- gaining their intelligence back and they used it to rebel against them. Um, that's in that's in um, some of this expansion, isn't it, Joe?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of mentions of it when they are talking about it, especially when you're doing the Horde side things. Uh, like Gallywix talks about it when you're doing uh, some of the war campaign stuff. Um, it specifically talks about, you know, not necessarily what the difference is between the two, but the history of like the the Kajumite and the history of like the trolls and the, the goblins and sort of how that all like played out a little bit. Um Part of the
0: reason it... part of the reason they're so gung-ho about Azurite is because you can't really get Kajamite too much anymore, right?
1: Well, no, because the only places that you can find well, so here's the weird thing. So the places that in the past that you that you know that they could be found was uh Mount Kajaro on Kezan, which okay, whatever happened there is is happened there. Um, the Lost Isles, and Zandalar. Those are the only places that they've made mention that you can find Kazumite.
0: Oh, that's so, right, because you can get it out in Zoldazar.
1: Correct. So they could still get it, and by goblin law, it all belongs to goblins, uh, you know, if you recognize goblins. But,
0: but this is why the gorillas are smart out there.
1: Yep, this is exactly, this is why the gorillas are smart, this is why that whole thing started out there, and it's not Azerite, it's Kazumite.
0: Okay. Because the thing is, is like, the descriptions that we've had of Azerite... Um, If you read Before the Storm, which you should read it, by the way, if you haven't read it. But if you read Before the Storm, they talk about the properties of Azurite. And when people hold it in their hands, like with no gloves or anything, just hold it in their hands, they're immediately hit with like this spark of potential and unlocked ideas and the kind of thing. It's the kind of description that leans towards what Kazumite did as far
1: as... I think the difference, though, between the two is that Azerite seems to be an instantaneous or momentary state, right? Like, it's an on-off switch. So, you're holding it, you get the benefits of it. When you're not holding it, like, and they talked about this, when Anduin held the piece of it, when Sylvanas held the piece of it, like, once you let go of it, you don't have that anymore.
0: You're just left with, like, a lingering memory of everything. Yeah.
1: The Casamite, on the other hand, seems to be a little more potent as far as um, causing in evolution, more or less, very similar to what the trolls underwent when they were next to the Well of Eternity. Um, yeah, Kajamite also, uh, it tends to be ingested.
2: We haven't seen too many yep. people ingesting Azerite yet. It also, it should be pointed out that the Azerite seems to do more than Kajamite. Yeah. Like, it ge- it grants power. Like, you actually have, while you've got it, you can draw power from it, you can use that power magically yeah. in a way that Kajamite doesn't do. Kajamite get literally... When you, when you ingest it, it gives you ideas. Uh, when you're around it, it gives you ideas. But if it's you don't like have a, it... It seems it's like, like a, a more diluted version of Azerite. Diluted or somehow different. Yeah. We don't know if they're related to each other or not. Uh, they certainly have a lot of weird similarities. They're both happening in this expansion, so it feels like there's got to be some connection. But we don't actually know of a connection. There's nothing nothing in game yet says these two things are related.
0: I'm kinda of wondering if we'll see more of that when we get in the whole um stuff that's gonna happen in eight point is it eight point two? Yeah, eight point two when we get to Mechagon and all of that.
1: I was just going to bring that up. Like I'm wondering if there's going to be any uh leads to that one there or links to that one there because it seems like a prime a it prime place like to drop it, right?
0: From previews it seems like we're going to a very gnome focused area and these gnomes are essentially replacing parts of themselves trying to become more like the robots that they were once, um, the mechanical constructs that they were at one point in time um, which is a little weird and reminds me of well that whole quest chain out in Borean Tundra, you guys remember that? Yep. Mechazod. Yep. yep. Yeah, with Mechazod because that, that was creepy <laughs> the first time Just I did that the first time I did that I was like oh this isn't right, none of this is right, but like these gnomes appear to be of the same mindset as mechazod in fact i think if they met mechazod they would be super excited to have him oh. work on them
1: <laughs> i i almost think that they would have sort of like have a god worship thing going on with with mechazod like they would invite him in worship him and let him do whatever or it do whatever experimentations or recreations it wanted on yes, them. Yes
0: please return us to our original yeah. form that's exactly what we want. So yeah I'm just wondering if there's going to be more of a tie to the whole Azerite, Kajamite, whatever going on with that because um, goblins and gnomes are often they're kind of compared with each other in terms of like intelligence levels and inventions and all you got goblin engineering gnomish engineering Um gnomes however aren't they weren't artificially made intelligent by a mineral to my knowledge that
1: we know of
0: that we know like i said to my knowledge yeah <laughs> they were just highly advanced pieces of technology that were created by memeron and then got hit with the curse of flesh but they didn't lose the brain power that they had the circuitry if you want to call See, it th- that
1: and and honestly you know as much as i may not be the biggest gnome fan i always wanted to to know more about uh, Nomeragon, or Nomergon, or whatever you want to, however you want Nomargon. to pronounce it. Nomergon, yeah. Nomargon. <clears throat> because even though we go into the instance, and even though we have that new like starting area, we still really don't know everything that's down there. Like That's a big, sprawling complex of a city. So like we don't know what's in like the deepest, darkest recesses of it. I mean, heck, we didn't know that... Well, I mean, we had an idea, but we didn't get to see bits of old Iron Forge until what? Cataclysm. So there could be you know, a whole deposit of Casamite oh, or something similar it to it underneath if... Nomergon.
0: You could see it before Cataclysm.
1: You yeah, could. if you wanted to get go to GM Island.
0: Um mm, <laughs> us, us to go to GM Island, but we were explorers, but yes. <laughs> I
1: went down there. Yeah, you could,
2: you could phase through the door pretty easily if you were even remotely lucky. If you were a um, mage
1: or if you were a hunter, because I used to be able to get down there uh, as my hunter.
0: Warrior. No, you, I took my just, warrior down there. You could go down there and you could like, if you died next to the door... You could res on the other side of it, too. Yeah. that, that we're talking like way to get in there. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, regardless. Um, One
2: thing, though, I need, needs to be pointed out. Mm-hmm. Goblins versus gnomes, both were shaped by Mimiron. But Mimiron That's experimented on part, right? Goblin's because, ancestors. Yeah, Mimiron's they're both like children
0: form. of Mimiron in a way.
2: Yeah. But Mimiron's current form is not his original form. When Logan killed Mimiron, it was the mechanomes that found him. And before he could completely die and his spirit could escape and, you know, cause you know, Titan forge constructs before he could completely die out. and His spark could be destroyed. They built him a new body, but they didn't, they couldn't build him a body like the, you know, the, the, like Thorum or Odin, or they built him a body you. that
0: looked like them.
2: They built him a mechanome body and it drove him crazy. The reason Memoron, if you've, if you've ever had to deal with Memoron, Memoron's not all there. He's, he's
0: a little right. bit Lulu a little bit and I mean when you go do the Memoron counter in
2: Ulduar even... he's got
1: a giant button that baths the room in fire he is not sane
2: <laughs> why would you push that button it's clearly labeled
0: <laughs> I remember doing War in Wrath and we used to fight over who got to push the button <laughs>
2: Doing firefighter. Oh my god! That I fight death. was
0: no. so painful, but it was so good when you finished it. Felt so good, but yeah,
2: it was a pain. I, think it's, it's, I just think it's an interesting thing to think about the fact that Mimoron dies. The MechaNomes cre- recreate him in a MechaNome inspired body. He then experiments on native Azerothian beings to make what? To make goblins. But he isn't trying to make goblins. He's just trying to see what this kajamite stuff does. He doesn't recognize Kajamite as anything. He doesn't say, "Oh, it's this stuff that I've seen before." Now, why wouldn't he? If he like does he do they the Titan Forge know what Azerite is? Had they ever seen it before? They don't seem surprised by it. In every interaction, you know, Titan Forge have, you know, they don't seem like they don't know what this stuff is. The mother seems to understand what it is. So, if Kajamite is Azerite, why wouldn't they know what it was? So the other you know what I'm thing saying?
1: The other thing that I was thinking of is what if it didn't come down from, you know, what if it's not a naturally occurring substance uh, to Azurite? What if it's, you know, something that came down when the old gods got shot into the, you know, from the void? What if that, that's what, you know, brought that here? What if that's something that's a It's like you're of, a different like, version Saranite. of
2: Serenite. Yeah. 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 Well, that's actually one of the things I wanted this to bring up because where did he get it? Mimoron was, was up in Alduar. He wasn't, he didn't leave Alduar. Like Northrend is the furthest he ever went. When they were going to be building stuff in the south of the world, Memeron didn't go. They sent, you know, Master Ra to, sa- to the south to, to, to install the parts of the world-spanning engines they were going to put together.
0: And that's why Mimron... it's kind of weird because the only thing, theoretically, the only thing that he would have access to mineral-wise up there would be serenite, because that was like the whole yogs. Like serenite is all over northern. There's no gajamite up there,
2: unless. Yeah, so that's, that's what is what is this stuff? Now here's one thing. We only know about, like, we know that the pieces of Yasharaj fell to the south. We know that, but that's the only thing we know about where they fell. There's no reason to assume they didn't go to the north as well.
0: I mean, he basically forcibly ripped this thing out of the world. Pieces went
2: flying everywhere. Now, Saronite's the blood of an old god. yogg yeah. We know that the heart of an old god continued after Yasharaj got torn apart. What happened to the brain of the old god?
1: Ew. Ooh, that's an interesting uh, posit like, especially that would make sense it though it gives right? you like, ideas it's in a localized area like it's all in one specific region
2: and, it's
0: and the thing you is, ideas? is I was never 100% cool with it because it's green every time we're given something that's that unnerving shade of green it's always bad
1: <laughs> yeah I think yeah it gives you ideas Rossi yeah, I like that I like that a lot because it lets you see the possibilities, the endless possibilities. So, is it
0: crystallized old god brain meat? Is that what we're hypothesizing
1: here? Or I mean, possibly,
2: possibly it's old god prion disease at this point, or, or,
1: or old god spleen. You know, it could be. Uh, but if it, bile. but if, it,
2: if it was somehow related to the brain of the old god, that would it would it would make sense that yet he remember wouldn't know what it was. Like they didn't know what to do with that crap. They they. Didn't understand the old God stuff. They so didn't understand it that they actually built a facility to study it. Mm-hmm.
0: The only thing that makes me lean away from the old God thing, the old God angle, is that typically speaking, anything we've ever encountered that has been old God material has provided whispers and other terrible things. Like there's 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 an element of oh this is not good that goes along with it, and Kajimite you don't i mean you get ideas yeah but they're not bad ideas it's not hey you should invent this thing and well, also kill your family you know like there's well, nothing there with that's it that's a
1: matter of opinion though because like some of their ideas are real darn destructive if
2: you look at every everything that the the, the ever did with their society i'm just gonna say it the goblins have never done anything good in their entire existence the best they've gotten is mercantile and selfish. They've never actually been like, let's build something for the common good. They're like, no, let's build something so to make me rich so I can dominate everybody around. OK,
0: me. I, I think we should clarify when you say good, you mean like good in altruistic,
2: a ph- altruistic philanthropic kind of way. But I don't mean proficient. I mean, like they their entire society is built around. I got because mine. they're very
0: good at making gold. They're very good at making well, gold even for themselves, that, right? but it's all for well,
1: selfish reasons. Like, yeah, but look at look at the structure of their society. It's basically in either indentured servitude or slavery. Yeah, right. Like, like yeah, that. Those are not exactly kind things.
2: Look at the 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 hordes goblins. The hordes ones. Not even all of them. The the hordes goblins come from a group that the head water. of that group enslaved his his people were going to die and his idea for that was get you know give you give me everything you own i'll let you get on my boat and then he fully knowing he was going to sell them all into slavery that guy is working for the horde right now yep that gallywix straight up was going to sell his entire people that guy is could. the guy
0: that discovered the azurite yes that is and true. brought it to sylvanas's attention
2: so i don't the, we don't know that Kajamite's Old God-related. We don't know, but we've we've talked before about how Azerite is suspicious and might, in fact, be tainted with Old God stuff because the Old Gods are down there, you know, trapped in the core, trapped on the uh, crust of the planet. So it might, be the, it might be C'Thun blood seeping into the Azerite. That's where the big wound is. Maybe he stabbed right through C'Thun and into Azeroth, and that's what, you know, C'Thun is currently leaking Old God bits into her blood. Mm-hmm. You know? We don't know. We have no idea. All this stuff is just conjecture, but Kajumite's real suspicious. The fact that you in, you you ingest it and it gives you ideas, and those ideas, look at goblin engineering. The ideas are almost always destructive. Oh,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? Hold on a second. Let's say that a bit further. Uh, there's an encounter in Dazar'a lore where you're fighting your monkey friend, like, from the questing. Like, he agreed yeah. to be an experiment of uh, Mechatork. Yeah. to to you know become there's a quest super weapon chain,
0: there's a quest chain um alliance side and if you haven't done it you should probably do it it's out there in zoldazar where you talk to this gorilla and do stuff with him and um yeah it's part of the i think it's part of the war campaign if i remember right it is, yep,
2: yeah. It is. yeah he he and two gnomes worked on the technology that allows him to imbigen. you know he he, he, so, took the, he took gnomish technology and he improved it
1: Now the question that I have for that though is what other experimentations are going because he's not intelligent before he even gets in Biggin right like oh no he is
2: he absolutely is he designed he's
1: super smart I was going to say I I understand that he was intelligent before that I'm saying it seems like that intelligence degraded
2: yeah it did oh no he's gone
1: like he's gone mad
2: yeah no he doesn't go mad what happens is the device converts intelligence to physical size and strength so he he literally uses up his intelligence to transform into a giant monster he took the device that the, the gnomes had invented and he said i can convert this so it runs off of my intelligence and when he did that it made that's why he gets so big and then he's kind of dumb afterwards because he he's converted his intelligence directly into strength
0: you know how which big is he is real that's how weird. smart he was
2: <laughs> think about what that means oh cuz cuz he he designed that device and those those gorillas, as you guys already pointed out, those gorillas are primarily fueled by kajamite.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are pretty violent. Oh, yeah. No, they're, you're literally rescuing one from the rest of them that wants to, like, kill and eat them, basically. So That yeah, whole like, quest cannot... chain is
2: real weird.
1: <laughs> it is, but I could totally see it being a case for Kajamite not being exactly the most beneficial thing.
2: Yeah. That's oh, for, interesting. for that matter, too, though, there's, there's also the fact that, you know, we've seen back and forth that the old gods and their servants don't see themselves as malevolent either. Um, yeah. There's that whole thing that, you know, what's her name? Uh, not Valeria, Illyria. Illyria. God, there's too many V uh, sounds that are similar. Uh, Illyria, you know, is hearing all the whispers of the old gods constantly, and she's not crazy, supposedly. So, I don't
1: know. Well, In also theory. that the whole adage that everybody is the hero of their own story. So you can do the most terrible things, and, I mean, we see that with Sylvanas and everybody else. You could be stark raving Mad, but you still believe that you are the hero. You are doing everything that is absolutely right. So... Not outside the realm of possibilities.
0: Okay, well, thank you, Karoman, for all of the questions. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next one. This one actually has a couple of questions as well. Uh, this is from a patron, Chris Happen, from Spinebreaker US, who says, hello, Tribunal of Lore. I offer two questions. We have all sorts of dragons, even undead ones. Do you think we could ever see a light-forged dragon? Seems like a possible way to purge the black dragons of those nasty old god whispers. Um, Well... Most of the black dragons that were listening to the old god whispers are gone, thanks to Rathian. In theory, all of them are gone, but I don't know if all of them are gone.
2: We don't know. We're pretty sure Rathian didn't get Sibelian. Yeah. Um. So he says there's like at the one end. Left.
0: There's there's the rogue quest chain. If you do the rogue legendary chain from Cataclysm, and by the way, if you're playing a rogue right now and you've never done that chain go back and do it, because it's fantastic. It's such a good chain. You get a couple of legendary daggers out of it, but more importantly, there's this big storyline involving Rathian that is totally worth seeing. Um, he makes it a point throughout the quest chain, you're pretty much systematically dismantling the Black Dragon Flight as it stands. He has you taking out... As many black dragons as you possibly can like all of the remnants that are out there that have been riddled with old god whispers and all that other stuff and at the end of it he asks you to take out Deathwing himself because that's the last one that's left to his knowledge at the end of that quest chain he says to his knowledge there are no other black dragons there are no other all of the corrupted black dragons are gone and maybe that's to Rathian's knowledge, but there are still a few that seem to have escaped his notice. And I know you mentioned Sibelian, Rossi. That's Ebon one Rock of them as well. And Ebon Rock, yeah. There's like a couple of them. And there may be well, more out there. Maybe more out let, there.
1: Let's talk a little. Like I, I feel like we would be real remiss if we don't bring up Abyssian in this conversation, though, too. Oh, yeah. Because Ebonhorn, like that whole scenario. Sorry, that's what I
2: meant when I said Ebonrock. I meant yeah. Abyssian. That's okay. I'm sorry. That was my bad.
1: But like that whole scenario where you're unlocking the the High Mountain Toran race as an allied race, and the, everything that happens with with Ebenhorn in that he's not corrupted, but he also can't leave because the minute he he leaves that area, he's assaulted by like old god voidy stuff.
0: He's susceptible so, to it, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I don't think I don't think saying like you know whether or not they're corrupted is really that. It's just that there may be op- the door may be open still
2: yeah. genetically. Yeah. But for, as far as Sibelian is concerned. Sibelian is the one that is most certainly still as corrupted as any other black dragon. And he was over
0: on, well, he was over on
2: Outland, wasn't he? Yeah. He was friends with both. Uh, he had some friends in the Alliance and he was friends with, uh, Rexar over on Outland. And the last we see him, he's helping you kill one of Gruul's sons. And that's the last time we've, we've seen him. That's the last time he's popped up. We have not heard from him since. And, uh, Unlike Rathion, he's not metaphorically Deathwing's son. Deathwing is 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 uh I'm um, Deathwing is is uh, oh I can't say his name. What is the name of this guy? Rathion, thank you. Deathwing is Rathion's father in that he's the father of all black dragons and you know the eggs that were used to create Rathion's pure egg some you know they would have been of black dragons. But he's not actually Deathwing's son. Sibelian is. Yeah. So he's almost certainly cuckoo for Coco Puffs. He's almost certainly not just corrupted the way they all are. If you look at them, look at Nefarian, look at Anixia, uh, they're cruel and manipulative by by their nature. They're, they take almost after their
0: ingeniously father. so, like the way that Anixia was able to wiggle her way into Stormwind society and just pull strings to kind of make stuff fall apart without being detected, was kind of sheer genius. Evil genius,
2: but you're your genius, you know. Vissian lacks that. He was found he, the eggs that he was, you know, the egg he hatched from was found within Deathwing's lair. So he's almost certainly Deathwing's son, but he's not. He lacks that kind of malice. He doesn't have that kind of learned behavior that Sibelian almost certainly does. Sibelian is the only one that, if he's still around, and we don't know if he is or not, um, it's. We didn't see him get assassinated when, when Ratheon had you killing everyone else. Rathion had you even killing the Nalise from, from the uh the Obsidian Dragon Shrine. Yeah. Uh he even had you kill the, the one that was directly serving him because even that one couldn't be trusted. Even that one was, was undergoing the whispers.
0: Well that one was lying to him too.
2: Yeah, but he even has he has them all killed that he can get to. When he says as far as I know, he didn't know about Evanhorn because nobody knew about Evanhorn. Uh, Ebenhorn was over on, you know, High Mountain, living his life as a series of Torin shaman.
0: and he didn't know anything about Sibelian because
2: Sibelian wasn't on Azeroth. Yeah, and for all we know, is never coming back. Mm-hmm. Like Sibelian, you know, seemed perfectly focused on what he was doing over there. So we don't know if Sibelian's happier over there because it's safe there. Because if you think about it, there's no old god on Outland. They tried to summon one before it turned into Outland, and Gul'dan killed them for it. The Sethic were trying to summon an old god, and Gul'dan killed them so that to keep, you know, you know, Draenor free. At that time, there were no old gods on Draenor. There's no old gods on what's left of, of Outland. So he's probably the safest there he could be. Remember, even when, uh, when, oh, not Gul'dan, uh, two-headed ogre dude, Chogall. When Cho'Gall went to Azeroth, he was astonished at how strong the void was there Mm -hmm. and that the old gods were there. He didn't he'd never seen anything like them. He never experienced anything. like. He knew about the void because there was like there was the uh, the dark.
0: Yeah,
2: but that's all he knew about. They were nothing compared to the old gods. The old gods were like, you know, this it just he immediately got supercharged when he went to to Azeroth. He could do so much more.
0: As much as this branch of conversation is pretty fascinating, this has nothing to do with the actual question Speaking being <laughs> asked.
2: Well, the, my point's just the actual
0: question. Might be out. Yeah, the actual question was do you think we could ever see
2: a light forged dragon? We could. I don't see most dragons being interested. Mm. I mean, for that matter, too, it would depend. Like, dragons have a big problem right now mm-hmm. uh, in that they don't seem to be able to have children. And the last generation that's currently, you know, recently hatched s- seems to be it for them at, as a species. We see that with the, uh, the, you know, the blue dragon flight up in oh, what's the name of that zone? The one with winter? No, not Wintergrass. grass. I'm talking of Legion zone. Dragon Blight. No, Legion zone.
0: Oh, Legion zone. Um, uh, as as mm, Azuna. 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 Thank you. We see <laughs> I'm
1: like the, we
2: see as, as as as. as. <laughs> we see them in azuna and we know that they don't like they're they're all focused on these these hatchlings that they're trying to raise because that's it they even say it they're like yeah this is it we don't have any more after this we've we haven't been
1: able to create any more hatchlings so that's
2: the case for every dragon i would think at least some dragon flights are trying to solve this
1: yeah we were talking about this the other day like what what alex strauss is up to and, and stuff like that since like we know what happened with you sarah we know what's happened with like most of the other dragon flights we don't like we haven't heard what's going on with alex straza in she's
0: just been kind of out of the picture
1: yeah and i mean she is and she was was the life binder but i think maybe the dragon flight aren't the type of dragons that this question would be more applicable to i think you need to start looking at proto dragons or proto drakes those are still around right like those aren't gone we're just talking about the sort of intelligent uh, dragons that we know that we the come souped to start
0: up versions that the titans yeah. went
1: zapped the, the the titans zapped one. But what about the non titans zapped ones? Like dragons seem like they would be a decent conduit for something like light or you know typically any type of energy. So Did I could just... see potentially one of those getting light forged.
0: Can we just put that to the side for a second and acknowledge again how much of a raw deal it was for the dragons? Because it was like, yeah, we're going to make you these all-powerful things, these dragon flights, and you have to—you have this task where you have to put off the hour of twilight or whatever. Good job, you accomplished it. Guess what? You can't breed anymore.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that was like, I mean, that was I congratulations.
2: Like, what? What was that? That it's was really rude. What's really strange about it too? is if you go back and look at where dragons come from dragons come from the elemental planes the drakes that you see for instance when you go to um well like the proto drakes or the no no before proto drakes are the, are the descendants of drakes that come from the elemental planes oh okay uh the one you see and i can i, I it's the un, it's the realm that Therizane's in the earth oh drakes. yeah the, oh deep home yeah you know, when you stat drake the stone those, drakes down there the yeah. stone drakes are ancestral to dragons on on Azeroth. Yeah, you get
1: those. I like here as well, right? Yeah, or...
2: other the drakes from other planes. There's like fire drakes and air drakes, and even water drakes could theoretically exist. We haven't seen those, but we have seen the uh, we've seen the ones from the the, the earth realm.
0: Oh we, my gosh, I want to see some water drakes. I want a water drag blizzard, please.
2: Yeah, it would be nice, but. They, they, all these, that's where the dragons originally come from. They come from the elemental planes. They're elemental beings that when they came to Azeroth started becoming flesh beings and they turned into the proto-drakes. So was that a curse of flesh thing? I don't, we don't, no one's ever said, but that's Mm -hmm. the origin. If you look them up in Chronicle, that's the origin of dragons. Yeah. That's where dragons come from. So dragons, if you look at the drake forms from the elemental planes, look much more like the Titan forms of the dragon flights the titans made them look like they used to look before they were flesh beings the dragons took the drakes and they kind of said okay here's a form that you used to have it was very similar and they they changed them along those lines so that's always interested me like,
0: i mean i could see a dragon becoming a light forged right you just go through that process where you're like souped up by the light right like, that's that's how that works is you get, like, a mega dose of the light and then suddenly you're an immortal being. Maybe they'd be interested in being immortal beings considering... Well, I mean, they are technically kind of immortal because they will live for an incredibly long period of time. But, you know, they'll die eventually. It's just they have this really extended, super long lifespan. I, I can't... I, I could see some of them maybe wanting to help beyond just the whole let's stop the hour of twilight thing and maybe turning to another source for that i could see, see I that know. happening
1: i don't know what the more intelligent ones right like i think mm. like when we when we've dealt with like caligos and, and some of the others it's like yeah our time is done we're good it's your turn to go do things now we we did our part we gave up everything like you know i've sacrificed a whole lot like we're we're good we're gonna take a break now we're gonna go to dock for a while and sort of kick up on the beach We're we're good
0: alex draws is off somewhere just reading steamy romance novels having the time of her life
1: <laughs> or maybe she's trying to reclaim the spawning grounds that we destroyed and messed up two expansions ago three expansions ago mm. i mean we don't know what's going on there either because like those areas blew up and we haven't heard anything she's, about reclaiming she's those, just those... Up and
0: disappeared and i'm really interested in where she's gone she's actually like that's the one that I would say if anyone was going to go Lightforged, I could see her doing it.
1: Now, I would say, though, that I think that if we're going to see Lightforged dragons, we're going to see them on that alternate Draenor that we just rescued the, the Mag'ar from. But that because... Draenor's
0: gone, though.
1: Is it? Yeah. Well,
2: something happened to it. They, were, like, they literally said, we can't go back. But we don't know what happened to it. If it, it turned out into their version of Outland, then maybe in the twisting nether there's you know a outland analog that has like four like bound uh, adrenai out ruling it yeah and
1: and that's and like what if the world like and this is my this is my thinking right like what if instead of like outland blowing up with like being all void touch and floating in the void and, and all those sort of like weird negative energy what if it was the reverse and it was just over flooded with light and it created a different kind of outland we might still see it later on. Like we just know we can't go back right now, but they haven't really said that it's like doesn't exist anymore. So that's sort of an open thread that could always be like pulled on later. But I think that would be the most likely source of Lightforge dragons if we're ever going to get any.
2: Uh I, I'm going back to this only because uh you guys had asked about it. Um in Chronicle, like around page forty of Chronicle One, it talks about how the the dragon proto-dragons descend from elementals who, you know, weren't imprisoned in the elemental planes. They managed to stay on Azeroth and where they became they transformed into creatures of flesh and blood. It doesn't say why or how, but we know that there's storm drakes and stone drakes that that are considered to be the ancestors of these animals. Um, but the elements the elementals won't talk about it. They straight up won't talk about it. They, it's something that they don't discuss. And most modern elementals were not there when the elemental prisons were created. Uh, The elemental prisons were created to house their spirits after their bodily forms had gotten destroyed on Azeroth. So there's a lot of, we don't know what's going on with dragons, so to speak. We don't know beyond like beyond the fact that they became proto-drakes and so forth. I don't, dragons don't strike me as the light or void type naturally. Like, but you, we, we've seen void dragons, Mm -hmm. you know, we have seen that it is possible for that to happen. Um, Certainly, We've gotten the, the, you know, I'm trying to remember their names, but I cannot remember squat three, the twilight drakes, the twilight drakes, you know, existed before them, the, uh, the nether drakes. It's certainly it's, we don't maybe not light forge dragons so much as light touch dragons. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like you could have dragons that simply because both the twilight drakes and the nether drakes, no one made them like the, they were just, that's the nature of their, you know, Having been born, although Twilight Drakes are because of Deathwing's experimentation, but he didn't like forge them or anything. They just were exposed to the energy and it changed them. So you can have a dragon exposed to the light enough that it changed, because they're malleable. That's the thing about dragons; you can change them in various ways. The Titans effectively made dragons into order dragons when they made the dragon flights. They exposed them to the their you know the the arcane power of the Titans and made them into the things they were. So. I don't I I don't know if we'll ever see dragons that just join the Lightforged and become Lightforged, but we might see light based dragons. Because dragons could just take the on thing so much I light. Keep,
0: yeah, the only thing I keep falling back on as we're talking about this is Alex Raza because now I'm I hadn't really thought about her in a long time and now I'm thinking about her again and I'm like, Where did she go? What is she doing? You would think that as the life binder, even if she's, you know, retired, former life binder, if you will, she'd have some kind of vested interest in the health of the world.
2: Well, the last time we saw her was um, that novel, wasn't it? Um, War Crimes? Yeah, she was in War Crimes. So that's the last time we've seen her. We don't really know what she did after that.
0: No. Um, it was War Crimes and then also Dawn of the Aspects. She was in that. Um, and that one was... If you haven't read Dawn of the Aspects, by the way, I would recommend going and doing that, too. That one's by uh, Richard Knack. It's like a novella. It's not like a super long novel, but it kind of explains the origins of the Dragonflights and explains Galakrond and everything that went down with that and why we had one story of how the dragons came to be as opposed to what really happened with the Dragonflights as, you know, laid out in Chronicle. Um it's a pretty good story. It's actually, it's a really good story because you get to see like the proto versions of these aspects before they became aspects. And it's kind of, there's still mysteries from that story that haven't really, like what the heck happened to Galakrond? (laughs) You know? (laughs) What was that? Why was he consuming his own kind? What were what was up with like growing all the little? Yeah, you just need to read it if you haven't read it. It's a good read. But yeah, Alex Strauss is like I just, I can't really see somebody who was so focused on life and and loving life and making sure that life fostered wherever, just saying, okay, well, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going to go have some wine, read some books, kick up my heels, relax. Like, I can't, I can't see her doing that.
2: Oh, I just thought of something weird. What? In Cataclysm, when we go to Black Rock Spire, one of the reasons we're sent there, Is because some druids are freaking out that the proto drake population is plummeting, and the horde has been stealing proto drakes constantly to make them, you know, mounts. So you go to you go to Blackrock Spire to get back proto dragon eggs from Warlord Zayla, who's been, you know, there's nothing, as far as we know, there's nothing saying proto dragons can't have.
1: That wasn't
0: Cataclysm, though. That was Warlords.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. It was It was Warlords. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, a proto- proto-dragons could still be reproducing no, he, just fine.
2: Here's my thing. If their population is plummeting, and they're the future of dragons because they're the ones that can still have kids, that might get Alex Straza's attention. Especially since she and all the Aspects were proto-drakes. Mm-hmm. And they were really smart proto-drakes, but not as smart as they are now, before they, you know, Tier convinced the other dragons um, to Forge to make them into the aspects
0: random question just you know off the top of my head what would happen if you took a proto drake and exposed it to like a giant pile of azurite what would that look like
1: i bet we find out before the end of this expansion
0: i'll bet you it'd be a really pretty mount i'm just saying <laughs> uh yeah Okay, well, I don't know if that actually, like, answers your question or anything, Crits Happen, but hey, we talked about it. Uh, Second question from them, though, says, would it be logical for Helia to tell Vol'jin to appoint Sylvanas as war chief, knowing that she would then become interested in finding more Valkyr to lead, finding more Valkyr, ooh, sorry, this is a really, this question is phrased really oddly. Okay, uh... Would it be logical for Helia to tell Vol'jin to appoint Sylvanus's war chief, knowing that she would then become interested in finding more Valkyr, and that would lead her? Would that lead her to making a deal with Helia, which Helia could use as a way to escape her position? Basically, would Helia be the person that told Vol'jin "Hey, you should put Sylvanus in charge," because she knew that Sylvanus would come to her eventually and possibly let her escape? or so, give her a means to escape. That's a really long plan, though, and I don't know if Helia's is quite that long in the plan-making thing. Um, well, I
1: don't know. I mean, she's, she's a Titan creation. They don't look at time the same way we do.
0: Yeah, there's a little follow up here too that they said. Uh, I also think one possibility of the deal could be that if Sylvanas dies again, maybe she agreed to swap places with Helia, and that's why Sylvanas is all about destroying her enemies and trying to remove any possible threats to her life. Because she knows when she dies next, it could be her final death, and she would take Helia's place.
1: So, first part, um, I've been thinking about this a little bit late- lately because one thing that did stick out to me about Vulgin is the fact that he's a shadow hunter and they use shadow magic. And we've been talking so much about the shadow realm, shadow realm, shadow realm. That's where shadow magic comes from, right? Yeah, yeah. So if he's tapped into that, I mean, it could have been anything that could traverse through that sort of shadowy energy link. We know that Loa can channel themselves through shadow hunters, but there is a a sort of a, a catch with that, right? There's a ceremonial mask that they wear when they're trying to channel the Loas. And I believe when... Uh, hyreek talked with uh volgen in the books he was performing the ritual the ceremony to try to commune with them it wasn't just like a random thing that happened it was very deliberate
2: that's volgen's limitation not the Loa's. the lois has well, spoken to us directly without using a mask
1: no i, I understand the volgen couldn't
2: is... access them without the mask but the loa themselves and keep in mind loa is literally anything sufficiently that's, powerful yeah. So Helia could very well be Aloha, and she's not restricted in that way. She could reach out to him anytime she wanted to.
1: Well, could she though? That's the thing because we don't know what her influence was restricted to until we got there, right? Like we don't know what we broke down or whatever. But my question is here: What would the motivation be for the shadow, a shadowy creature, to sort of use Volgin as that conduit to name them? What what purpose does Sylvanas being in charge serve? And this is definitely a possibility that it, it, I, I like the idea of possibly it being a, the, sort of the long game of, you know, this is a person I've seen desperate enough that she would make a deal with me that would benefit me. Something that I've been looking to do for eons. This is my way out. That's possible. Um, but I don't know about the three deaths portion of that. I still think the three deaths refers to yeah. Uh, well,
2: I mean, not even talking about that for a moment, just talking about whether we don't. Obviously, we don't know the answer to this question. This is not something we've seen. It, right?
0: I have a question to add on top of that, though.
2: Okay, go ahead before I go, then.
0: How did Sylvanas find out about Helya to begin with?
2: Honestly, that one doesn't bother me. She went to Northrend. She went to Northrend? And, yeah, Sylvanas went to Northrend. We saw her right outside the uh, Halls of Valor. Not the Halls of Valor, the Halls oh, well, of Reflection. Yeah. yeah. And the Valkyrie there, plus the Valkyrie would know all about Helya. Mm-hmm.
0: But the Valkyrie up there were under the surface Helya, of
2: the Lich King, weren't they? They'd know about Helya. They know oh, about. Oh, okay. We well, talked they, about this. Fact, we talked
1: about this a couple episodes ago. Some, yeah. Some
2: of them would even have personally met them. Okay. Because keep in mind, the Titan forged don't die right. until they get cursed fleshed. So the original ones that got turned into Val to, to Valkyrie by Odin, they would remember him. Okay. So yeah, there's there's no. They, so it, somebody
0: would have given her the heads up on hell, yeah.
2: Well, if if imagine you know she makes the deal with the the Valkyr and she's like, what are you? And they're like, "Oh well, we're this. That's not that hard to imagine, you know if especially if Helia's been playing a long game this whole time she would she would want Solanus to know about her, and keep in mind too that we know the 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 ones that served helia they they deliberately betrayed Odin like they they stayed with her, and some they chose Odin to kept... follow yeah. her, yeah, yeah, because of what he'd done because that he you know he forced this upon them see we've we're told that the Lich king reverse engineered it. That he basically just figured out how to make them on his own, but how do we know that? How does he Are know that? Are you
0: suggesting that maybe Hellia was talking in his ear the whole time, or
2: or something as simple as let you know, let her val, you know, telling her Valkyr, you know, let let him let find him know some of the old texts. Yep. Yeah, they, they've, they've you know, he's deeply involved. Like there's a whole thing with Yogg Sarin too. Keep in mind that Hellia was corrupted by Yogg Yogstar and sent Logan. Oh, and there's
0: a connection there too, because that was one of the things that always struck me as weird when we went into Ulduar. the fact that in Yogg-Saron's vision, like his brain vision room, you got visions of the Lich King. And it was like, Well, why is Yogg-Saron even concerned with the Lich King? Like the Lich King isn't paying attention to Yogg-Saron at all or doesn't seem to be. So why are these two suddenly connected via this vision in the brain room? Like why is why is Yogg-Saron giving us this? What is the Yag-Saran, purpose of this?
2: The old gods aren't gods in a typical way. They don't usually have portfolios. Why is Yogg call calling himself the old god of death? Yeah. What does death have to do with Yogg Yag-Saran? Ooh. Yag-Saran's I forgot not about dead. that. He was saying that he was the god of death, wasn't yeah. he? Why? And keep in mind again, when Loken first started making his moves against Odin, Loken corrupted Helia. Mm hmm. And, Helya, and
0: that all took place right outside of Ulduar up in Northrend. Yep.
2: Uh-huh. And Helia's is the one Helya's the one that put the Halls of Valor up in the sky in the first place. That was Helia. And Helia's is the one that created that pocket dimension that they exist in, and Helia's is the one that banished it. She's the one that made it a prison. That was all Helia. Then and keep in mind, Helia did that last part while she was a Valkyr. So she was doing stuff as a Valkyr in Northrend. She was punching
1: way above her power class.
2: Twenty five thousand years ago, mm-hmm. or more, however long ago it was, we don't even know how long ago it was. It was during the. It was just after the fall of the Black Empire and the the reform the reforging of Azeroth. So there's there's a lot of stuff here we don't really know that we we've just got like the priestess on, and a lot of it is you know it's real convenient that the Lich King figured out how to make, Val'kyr, isn't it?
0: I'm just really enchanted by the idea that Helia is not dead like when i got that little quest piece from the island expeditions mm-hmm. and they said that out there in um oh begins with a v forget the name of it it's okay legion zone lots of lots of dudes out there anyway when they said oh you thought she was dead yeah no that doesn't happen that made me so happy because her story her backstory and what happened to her Yes, she's a villain, but she's got the kind of compelling backstory that makes a really good villain because you almost feel a twinge of sympathy for her. I do because she didn't ask for anything that happened to her at all. She didn't didn't ask for any of it.
2: I spent the whole expansion being jerked around by Odin. Are you kidding me?
0: It's like it's uh, there's a reason why we're not too fond of Odin. And it's mostly because Odin did all of this stuff and he got away with it. He got away with it. Not only did he get away with it, but we have, like, a whole order hall devoted to Odin.
1: Well, yeah, he he made out, like, the hero of the whole thing.
0: We have a bunch of warriors who are, like, his personal Pokemon, you know? It's, like, it's not...
2: You guys, guys, when you got your mounts, did anyone just drop your class mount on your head and make you punch it unconscious? No. So that it became your friend? (laughs) No. That's what Odin did to me. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's his, his idea of how to give you a present is here's a savage gigantic monster that you know it's a dragon by the way that will try and kill you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mine was uh, mine was a present from the elemental lords. We're like, yo, thanks for uh, making us valid again for like ten seconds. Here's mine a here's was, a ride.
0: Let's see, I had my ravens and then I had. Um... What what oh Taman, the death so. the death knight one was pretty crazy but like yeah none of them were on quite on that level yeah there's a reason why throughout legion we were talking about odin and how we were kind of infuriated with odin and it it it's really it all boils down to odin thought that he was correct in everything like he all was above of this a lot of this started because odin looked at what Tyr was doing with the dragon flights. Hello, let's call back to that other question. Um, he looked at what Tyr was doing by creating the dragon flights and said, no, we don't need to do that with a bunch of animals. I can do it better, and went off and did his own thing. And that's where all of this really began.
2: There's also a point to be made here that Odin was so dis disenchanted with what Tyr had done that mm-hmm. he made his own dragons. Yeah. The storm dragons in Northrend are you take the storm drakes from you know the elemental plane of air and you transform them into dragons. That's what they are.
0: Odin was basically telling Tyr, look, I'll do it, but I'll do it better. And I'm going to yeah. do it my way. And my way is way better. And that's kind of and... what he did with Helia. He was like, hi, I need somebody to do this for me. Oh, by the way, you're going to be the first one of these. Oh, you're going to protest. Sorry. Your no, protests he... don't count.
2: <laughs> and, and you know, what's really messed up is Odin, whitewashes it when you when you find the history when you as a warrior mm-hmm. you're doing the, the history of the artifacts odin makes it sound like he he had no choice she was corrupted and he, he had he tried to stop her but in the end he was forced to kill her she but he was raised not her as the first <laughs> no i know i know but that's what <laughs> yeah. he, that's how he tells the story when you well, get the, when you get the, the war the war
1: blades of the valarjar one of them is helia's fury
2: when you get the history that's how he sells
1: it well, hold on a second, though. Let's back up. We were just talking about possibility of her being corrupted by yogg What if he's not wrong? What if both are right?
2: Well, the thing is, is that the Yagsaran stuff happened after. Like, we know what happened after, because it happened after she was a Valkyr. It, and and he, he, here's the thing. She raised the Halls of Valor up before he turned her into a Valkyrie. She did
0: that for him as at that time, a... Right? She did I'm that sorry? for him as a favor. He didn't have his eye at that time.
2: Did he have his that eye? That was at the...
1: he had already made the exchange at that point, right?
2: Yeah. No, he had not. He had not.
1: He made okay, the so, exchange after. So we here's a question: like, what what was he able to see when he still had both eyes?
0: I don't know.
1: Like, would he be able to predict? Like, because we we've seen where there's sort of like fate weaving going on at several uh, several instances. Did he have any sort of limited like? Predictability no. or anything like that maybe
2: he's he was not it was him and and master ra were the ones chosen by Amon thul but he wasn't precognitive that i'm aware of a lot of tear stuff is i mean odin stuff is jealousy odin was jealous of tear because tear was a greater warrior than he oh. was odin was a better leader and this is it this sure. is in the thing but a lot of his stuff a lot of the, the rejection the making the halls of valor the he didn't he didn't need to trade his eye until he had the halls of valor because he needed to fill the halls of valor. Remember he, he I mean... had the halls of valor taken up and that's when he decided, no, yeah, use your sorcery to help me see into the into the shadow realm so I can make a deal. So I can get spirits of of deceased Titanforge sure. back. And that's when he did it. So he didn't see anything in her that he considered wrong or bad. She was like his daughter. He treated her like a daughter. She was his most trusted servant.
1: Well and then so then he my question Aaron... there <laughs> yeah but my my question though on that one is, is specifically this
2: Have you like been attacked by a robot training? yeah
1: sorry about that there's we're getting some gale force winds so the emergency services are going all over the place but go back to the part the part where he's essentially created by Amon thule right like the high father the one who blessed Nazdormu and the bronze dragonflight and gave them mastery over essentially temporal magic there's nothing that says that some of that didn't get infused into the basically the watch creations that he made right which may have made them more susceptible to being crazy so maybe he did see something maybe he did see a path so like i'm not trying to defend him in any capacity like i still think he is a terrible a terrible titan thing and i would love to punch him in his little fiery beard but god i just realized something well i was gonna
0: say i was gonna say i was waiting to interject here Okay, so Helia did all that stuff for him and he said, hey, I need a way to see into the Shadowlands and she said, okay and ranged it and made it happen, right? And there was ex- an exchange. He had to give up his eyeball and then he got a way, did he get like a shadow eye or something like that so he could like see into the Shadowlands or whatever? Yeah, he got a thing that he could look through. Well, no,
1: he just he didn't actually get a here. the ability.
0: He got the he ability. Just,
2: he effectively However, can still see through that eye.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is, the Shadowlands got his eye in return. So who's to say that they're not influencing him through that? I mean, it's part of his essence, yeah?
2: Yeah, but there's something else that I just now thought of. What's that? When the Titans died, they sent their spirits to Azeroth, mm-hmm. where they inhabited the various Titan Forge that they had created and empowered. Mm-hmm. For instance, the essence of Amonthul went to Odin and master ra mhm and that happened after the halls of valor it happened after the dragonflights were first created because they were around to empower them so okay odin traded his eye away and then suddenly he had the essence of amonthul hit him and that means that for a while the essence of amonthul was living inside odin and ra ra extracted his portion of it and put it inside the the the, pool, the well of not the well of eternity the the one in uh Pandaria the the valley vale of the four the Veil vale of eternal blossoms. Vale eternal. Vale yep. of eternal blossoms. But Odin didn't. Is it that essence that you know eventually Amenthuil's spirit got out because we saw it at the end of uh and Anthur- and But what happened while he had it? Did he? We know that that's what drove Loken crazy. Loken went nuts. Because he couldn't deal with like, you know, having uh Norganon's not yeah, it was Norganon, I think. Norganon, he couldn't yeah. deal with he couldn't deal with having the Titan's essence inside of him. It was too much. They, and you know, Ra was, wasn't exactly happy about it either. Oh, Roth Ra nearly went crazy. Yeah. What happened to Odin? And we don't know exactly when this happened. We don't know we don't know for sure that it actually happened before the the, the, the aspects were created because it's possible that the aspects were empowered with the Titans' power when it was inside the Titan Forge because they would have still been able to access it. They would have been able well, to access Dawn... the power they were given. Yeah,
0: in Dawn of the Aspects, it's explained that Tyr granted them like all of this power. It wasn't it wasn't the Titans that came down and did it.
2: No, it was, it was the very it was Tyr and the others. You know, like Freya and you know Thorum and all that. Yeah, but think about they still had visions of the Titans. Like, uh, what, you know, Deathwing had a vision of the Titans, uh, he, that, you know, he remembered his whole life. You no, know, had a vision of the Titans that's, that told him specifically, this is when you're going to die. Here it is. This is what it'll look like. This is your death. Keep this in mind. Don't get ahead of yourself. Cause you're mortal. You're going to die. Here it is. Um, so but think about this. Like we've, we've, t- we've straggled into something really weird here about Odin, about whether, when did Odin decide to do these things? Did he decide to do them while he had... Amenthol in him. Like, did he make a plan while he was inhabited by Amenthol, or part of Amenthol? That's we know the thing is,
0: we don't have like a timeline for all of this. Like a a direct, this happened, then this happened, then this. It's we've been given information via chronicle and via you know the expansions and everything like that. But even that information that we've been given, it's not really laid out in a solidified timeline. Between the two things, you know what I mean. Oh,
1: you know what? And you're talking about all that stuff too, Rossi. Lei Shen is also like a whole part of that as well, because like he dug up the power of yeah, um, um, and absorbed of it, and he was not exactly the most mentally stable of all all warlords either.
2: And keep in mind too that we know that when when uh, when Odin did what he did to Helia, she served him for thousands of years after that until she finally got revenge when Loki came to her and said, "Hey, you know." what he did to you is wrong, I can free you from the compulsion to obey him. And Loken got that information from Yag Saran. Yeah. Yog Saran is the one that taught Loken how to break the bonds on Helia. How did he know? Ugh.
0: Regardless, I think what we can kind of boil this down to is uh, Helia is a really fascinating character and I want to
2: see more of her. And if, i, I Agreed. Know, I totally agree. I just, I think we should uh, I just want to say we don't know the answer to your question, but it is possible.
0: Yeah. I don't know if Helia ties into this whole Voljan Sylvanas thing or not. But anything but that
1: touches Shadowlands I think can.
0: Everything everything that we've been seeing has been pointing to signs that we are not done with Helia. Maybe we thought we were done with Helia, but we're not done with Helia. And I'm kinda delighted by that because I think that she's like this really fascinating character. And I was kinda bummed when we killed her in, in, in the raid in Legion because I was like ah here's another character with a compelling backstory and they've just been boop boop punted to the side that's sad but if she's not actually gone I'm really stoked to see what they do with her Um, regardless of whether or not it involves Sylvanas and Vol'jin's appointment that kind of thing I just I, I want to see more of her. Anyway, we are kind of running over time here, so we're going to go ahead and call it here. We do have other emails to address, but we'll go ahead and carry those on into future weeks. Um, again, if you guys have an email for the show, you can send that to podcast at com and put lore watch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show and not the other one. And you can ask us, Lore, about anything. Feel free to hit us up with some Overwatch stuff because I know things have been moving over there. <laughs> There's some stuff going on. Uh, regardless, Blizzard Watch, it's made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com/BlizzardWatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads free site experience. And for you guys, the listeners of Blizzard Watch, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with free. 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service I know we touched on uh before the storm that is one of the audiobooks that you could potentially download if I remember correctly if I remember correctly and I'm not sure I'm not 100% on it but um I think that Dawn of the Aspects is is available there too I think Uh, The other thing to note is that there are some new Warcraft novels on there. Uh, Rise of the Horde and Lord of the Clans are both on there, and they've both been narrated by Christy Golden. Those are recent editions, and you can download those as part of your free trial if you want to. So if you want to hear those books read by the author, um, I highly recommend those. They're kind of classics as far as, you know, Warcraft lore goes. You can download any of those titles or any of the thousands of others available by going to blizzardwatch.com slash audible and every sign up helps support the show. Okay, final thoughts you guys. Um, Do you think we're going to see a resolution to who told Vol'jin to put Sylvanas in charge this expansion do you think this is something that's going to be resolved during battle for azeroth
1: joe yes and i think it's going to directly lead into whatever the next expansion is going to be you think so well everything that they've been leaning towards as far as like the story development with Vol'jin, the everything that all the questing that you've been doing for it, it it's been asking that question going through digging through and, and not getting into spoilers but like You, it's not dropped. Like it's not done yet, and it's something that's continually going on. Every set of updates since the expansion has been released has something new with Fulgen. I don't think it's done. I don't think it's going to be something that is is, you know, just dropped. Oh, we have no idea. Let's move on with our lives. I think the way that they're building it up writes itself off to be like this big bomb that's going to get dropped on us at the end, and I think it's going to have a lot more gravity than I think people. originally assumed like we know it's going to be big but like i think it's going to directly be a either a catalyst or a um what's the word i'm looking for yeah i'll just say or, or a root cause for what the next expansion is going to wind up being so
0: basically ending the expansion with a big dramatic sting yeah okay all right rossi same question what do you think
1: no nah, we're
2: not going to hear anymore <laughs> <laughs> no i i think joe's probably right but i mean i can't agree with the joe i mean come on <laughs> What will what our fans think? What have we been doing this entire show? If I would like, oh yeah, Joe made a good point. Now I, I think they've done too much to set up this being Volgin's story for it to be dropped. I don't know if it will lead into the next expansion or not, but I definitely think we're going to find out. At least, at least somebody, a, a suspect will be named. I, let's put it
1: that way.
0: So we'll find out. A
1: suspect out, will reveal themselves.
0: So maybe not necessarily a resolution, but we'll get some kind of reveal that will lead us further in.
2: If we find out. I'm trying to use an example from like. Imagine if we found out at the end of this expansion, you know, there was like, and it turned out it was Deathwing the whole time. Like th- that's pretty much what happened in, in Wrath. We found out that all this stuff that was going on in the, you know, in the Ruby Sanctum was Deathwing's doing. We didn't go fight Deathwing immediately at the end of the expansion, like Joe said, it will lead into the next expansion. I think that we'll we'll get a name at the end of this expansion, and then whether or not we fight him at the end of the next expansion, I don't know. But I definitely think we'll. We'll, we'll know by the end of this expansion who it was.
0: Okay. Well, hey, good points. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all again in two weeks.